Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No. These are the other stories. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode of The If Stories is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Hey, that's us. And this is your last chance to get involved in a Getting Started Writing Short Horror Stories mini course. It's a seven-day course slash workshop slash challenge, and it's perfect for those looking to dip their toes into the wonderful world of writing short and scary stories. For more information, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash mini course. Today's episode is The Other Little Girl written and narrated by Georgia Cook. It was a beautiful mirror. Even Charlotte, who usually hated her mother's purchases, was entranced. An antique, according to the auctioneer, it was long and rectangular, with a frame of burnished silver inlaid with an intricate pattern of flowers and tangled branches. The glass within the mirror was old, but smooth and dark, reflecting the hallway in puddles of sunlight and dappled shade. "'What do you think?' asked Rachel. Charlotte examined it critically. "'It's too big for my room,' she announced. "'I was thinking of hanging it here, for visitors.' "'Why?' Rachel shrugged. She wasn't entirely sure herself. She'd only gone to the auction to look around, steal a moment of peace for herself, 
but she'd seen the mirror as soon as she walked in, glistening at the back of the hall, and known immediately that she had to have it. Most of the auction came from house clearances, the flotsam of the deceased, knick-knacks precious to no one but the dead. Whoever had owned the mirror must have treasured it dearly, Rachel thought. It was a shame to think of it gathering dust, unloved and unappreciated. Bored with the conversation, Charlotte stomped away, and Rachel got on with hanging the mirror. It was heavier than she remembered. She caught a glimpse of her reflection as she manoeuvred it into position, and wondered if she'd always looked so tired. Now that she knew it was not for her, Charlotte treated the mirror with abject disdain. As far as Charlotte was concerned, a world not immediately bent to her wishes was not worth acknowledging, especially if it couldn't be bullied into submission. Rachel was used to these moods, and did her best to ignore them. Charlotte would grow bored eventually. She always did. But more than once, Rachel caught Charlotte staring into the mirror when she thought she was alone, examining her reflection with a child's intense scrutiny. The mole on her right cheek, the curl of her golden hair. Just staring. I don't like the mirror, she announced suddenly over dinner. I want it to go. I rather like it said Rachel, mildly. It's too big to move, sweetheart. Well, I want it to go. Charlotte glowered across the dinner table, and not for the first time Rachel was struck with just how little she understood her own child. It had happened slowly, or perhaps she'd simply ignored the signs, too desperate not to notice. The moods, the tantrums, the sulks and stamped feet, followed eventually by complaints from other parents, and finally calls home from school. Charlotte is bullying the other children, Miss Carew. Charlotte pushed a little girl over in the playground today. Charlotte will be made to stay after school if this continues. On and on. Until even Rachel, exhausted and struggling through the day, could no longer ignore it. Charlotte had always been a boisterous, demanding child. But when had it happened? When had her sweet little girl become a monster? It's not going, Charlotte, Rachel repeated, hardening her voice. Charlotte's face scrunched into a little ball of rage. Rachel sighed. Why don't you like the mirror? She asked, forcing down the lump of guilt. She was placating her, she knew, but anything for a quiet evening. Charlotte lifted her chin. It looks funny, she said. It's an antique. I don't like it. Well... Rachel struggled to keep her tone steady. I do, and I spent money on it, Charlotte, so it's staying. Charlotte glared at her plate, stabbing at vegetables for several minutes, then surprised Rachel by adding in a much smaller voice. There's another little girl in there. Rachel paused, her fork half raised. Charlotte wasn't known for this kind of imaginative outburst. Sorry? There's another little girl in the mirror. What are you talking about? Another little girl. She looks just like me. I've seen her walking around the hall, hiding in doorways. Staring. Don't tell stories, Charlotte. I'm not. Charlotte jutted her chin, her eyes bright with tantrum tears, and sulked for the rest of the evening. Rachel opened her eyes, jolted from a fitful sleep by the sound of voices... Sunlight still streamed through the crack in the curtains, leaving a thin golden line across the bedroom floor. 
Thursdays were night shifts. Rachel had grown accustomed to them over the last few months. With money tight and bills piling up, she had to take every shift she could. But she'd not yet been able to acclimatise herself to the sleep routine, waking and rising as the sun set and falling into bed with the dawn chorus. She lay in bed, blinking away the sleep, trying to work out what had woken her so early. The voices came again, soft and muffled, echoing from somewhere inside the house. Charlotte was talking to someone. Rachel pulled herself out of bed with a groan, her head pounding, and hurried to the door, struggling into her dressing gown as she went. Had the phone rung? Was someone at the door? Charlotte was under strict instructions to call her if anyone rang the bell. But Charlotte was Charlotte, and enjoyed the smug authority of telling visitors to go away. Charlotte, sweetie, she called. Who are you talking to? Charlotte was standing in the hall, her back to Rachel, staring into the mirror. Rachel wasn't sure, but in the deep afternoon shadows it seemed almost to have grown, spread to encompass most of the wall, sliding across the wallpaper like slick black water. Her own face stared back at her, tired and pale in the golden light. Rachel forced the image away, clutching her forehead. "'Who are you talking to?' she asked again. Charlotte darted in front of the mirror, her hands hidden behind her back. Rachel caught the soft tangle of blonde curls in the reflection behind her. "'Nobody?' "'Charlotte, I heard voices.' "'I wasn't talking!' "'Charlotte!' Rachel pinched the bridge of her nose. "'I really don't!' She blinked. From over her daughter's shoulder, she could see what Charlotte had been trying to hide. There was a crack in the mirror. A long, jagged crack, running at an angle across the corner, thin and sharp. "'Charlotte!' she gasped. Charlotte whipped round. "'I didn't do it, Mummy!' "'Then who did?' Charlotte went red, her cheeks puffed with the exertion of building to a sulk. But when she spoke, it was in a voice Rachel rarely heard her use. "'The other little girl.' "'What other little girl?' The little girl in the mirror. Rachel decided she'd had enough of this game. Charlotte, I'm too tired for this. She's there, Mummy. She said she wants to take me away. She said she wants to replace me. So she cracked the mirror. She was trying to get out. Rachel sighed. Was it her imagination? Or did she see a sudden flash of golden curls vanishing into the darkness of the reflected kitchen? God, she really was too tired for this. I don't see her. She's not there anymore. Now Charlotte's voice had returned to its normal tone. Idiot, it said. Obviously. She went away when you came in. Rachel felt that familiar twinge of anger and guilt, wrapped in a terrible layer of grief. I'm going back to bed, Charlotte, she said, turning away. I don't want you playing in here, okay? To her surprise and relief, Charlotte didn't argue. She simply stared at her reflection, stared long and hard, as if she could see something lurking in the shadows. Charlotte was in bed when Rachel next awoke. The sunlight through the curtains had turned the rosy red of sunset. Rachel shuffled through her bedroom, yawning, trying to dress as quietly as possible. More than once she paused, listening hard for Charlotte's high, lilting voice. 
but heard nothing. Was she really listening for two voices, both raised in identical indignation? Mirror copies. In the hall, Rachel paused to examine her reflection in the mirror. The evening light turned the hall behind her into a warm cocoon of shadow. If she squinted, it looked almost like another world, one far grander in that huge antique mirror than anywhere Rachel recognised. How easy would it be to reach out a hand and... push. Deep into a secret room, the gaps between laces. Rachel wondered again who had owned the mirror previously, how it had ended up at the auction. In the darkness, the carved flowers seemed almost to resemble faces, the twisting branches transformed into snatching hands. As she turned to go, Rachel imagined the faintest flicker of movement, something small and golden-haired, running past the doorway on the opposite side of the mirror hall. Tired. She was just tired. When she arrived back from her night shift the following morning, Rachel didn't bother checking the mirror before stumbling to bed. She already knew what she'd see inside. There was a crash from the hall. Rachel was awake in a heartbeat, stumbling to the door. Charlotte? Charlotte? Charlotte was lying on the floor beneath the mirror, tears streaming down her face, her school hockey stick lying beside her. The horrible little girl, she wailed, pointing. The horrible little girl, she's trying to get out. Rachel looked up. Charlotte's reflection lay on the reflected floor, its mouth opened wide, tears spilling down its cheeks. A perfect copy. But there was something off about it. Was it the hair? The round red cheeks? The shadows pooling in the darkness behind it? Then the mirror Charlotte's head turned, her gaze focusing on Rachel. Not the Rachel in the mirror, but the Rachel on the other side. Rachel watched, frozen, as her daughter's reflection climbed clumsily to its feet and jerked forward, its hands outstretched, its mouth open in a silent wail. Without thinking, Rachel snatched up Charlotte's hockey stick, and as the glass behind the mirror Charlotte's hand began to twist and warp, swung it as hard as she could. The stick connected with a crash. Rachel watched her reflection splinter as the other Charlotte vanished in a cascade of shattered glass. Then she grabbed Charlotte's shoulder and dragged her out of the way, out of the hall, clear of the falling shards. There was a thud behind them as the mirror fell from the wall, then nothing. They spent the rest of the night on the sofa. Charlotte curled against her mother, crying great heaving sobs. Rachel stared into the dark, imagining the distant clatter of reflected footsteps, of a little mirror girl trying every mirror in the house, desperate to escape. When Rachel awoke the next morning, Charlotte was already sitting at the kitchen table, quietly eating breakfast. Rachel stood in the doorway, trying to ignore the sea of jagged glass in the hallway behind her. There was something different about Charlotte this morning. A gentle cheerfulness Rachel hadn't seen in years. No shouts, no demands, no arguments about breakfast. But not just that. Rachel blinked. The mole. The mole on Charlotte's right cheek. It had moved to her left. 
the breath caught in Rachel's throat. Now she'd noticed this detail, she noticed the rest. The network of freckles across Charlotte's nose, the golden curl above her left ear, now hanging above her right. A perfect mirror, Charlotte. A perfect mirror, little girl. Charlotte caught Rachel staring and smiled. I like it better here without the mirror, she said, swinging her legs. It's so much nicer. Don't you agree, Mummy? Rachel thought of the mirror, lying in scattered pieces across the hall. A broken glass world, cracked into inescapable shards. She thought of the little pale hand grasping through from the other side. She's trying to take me away, Mummy. She's trying to replace me. The Charlotte at the table resumed eating her breakfast, humming softly to herself. No more noise. No more tantrums. No more demands. Charlotte hadn't gone anywhere. She was still right here. Just a little swap. Rachel leaned down and kissed the top of Charlotte's head. I do, sweetheart, she said. I do. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. The Other Little Girl was written and narrated by George Cook, edited by Duncan Muggleton, with music by Duncan Muggleton and Tom Robson. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. A quick thanks to our community managers, Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading. And of course, to Ben Errington for his double-barreled shotgun of content, he pointed to the faces of everyone who follows us on social media. Georgia Cook is an illustrator and writer from London. She is the winner of the Lisp 2020 Flash Fiction Prize and has been shortlisted for the Bridport Prize, Staunch Book Prize and Reflex Fiction Award, among others. She can be found on Twitter at at Georgia Cooked and on her website, georgiacookwriter.com. You may not be aware, but right now it is 2022 and the 2021 version of you is now dead, forgotten, decaying, lost to the ever-increasing and folding layers of the big bad history onion. That means that you are no longer you. You are a new you. And to celebrate the new you, we want to give you a 10% discount on everything at our web store at gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. That's gum like chewing gum and road like, hey there's some chewing gum stuck to this road here, I just stood in it. gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. So head over and check out our merchandise and our books and our comics and our courses and be sure to use the coupon code NEWYEARNEWME, all lowercase, all one word, on checkout. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. Until next time. <laughs>